And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you hire Morgan, it's like bringing a Morgan to a Morgan fight. I'm John Morgan of Morgan and 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 Morgan. So as my mom and dad would say, right before they tucked us in at night, Morgan and 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 Morgan. It's a family tradition. Morgan and 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 Morgan. Good Morgan, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, November twenty first, two thousand twenty two. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Happy No Work Week, America. <laughs> Next to him, it's the bearded one, top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo, hey yo! And last but not least, making the magic happen, he has finally taken out the boss. It's Jerome. <laughs> there he is. Hello, everyone. Hey! <laughs> he defeated the final boss, JD. What's up, Jerome? How's it going, man? Everything's good on this end. Uh, JD's just hovering right. Yeah, he's right there. There he is. Oh, yeah. There he is. Oh, yeah. Nah, you're in control. You're in control. All right. We love it. Don't break anything over there. And if I'll you try do, not. Eh, don't worry about it. We uh, have three days to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second to like the video, comment away, subscribe, and thrive. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. My guy Tassie's got on the uh, No Dunks shoelaces. Sort of TBJ throwback. Absolutely. Forgot classic. about that one. Yeah. yeah. When I put it on, feels right. Yeah. Good. It's a nice design. <laughs> it's so a go, nice design. Good design. Go to nodunks.com for that. Uh, send in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. You never know where we're going to hit the beach. And check out yesterday's, yes, yesterday's No Breaks podcast where TK and Graydon did their 2022 F1 season wrap-up. That was a lot of fun. It's over, baby. It's over. Congrats on a great season. <laughs> Congrats on a great season um, and a great final episode because Graydon came through with an actual decoration oh my God. for the Classic Factory or that should we say beautiful. the ASIC Factory. Oh, my God. So for those listening right now, TK, explain what we're showing. I don't want to because my dad listens to the show. <laughs> it's Valtteri Botas swimming nude in a stream <laughs> in Colorado. Incredible. Booty out. Botas, booty out. And you could buy these, right? It was for charity? It's for charity. That's, That's for a great. good cause. Great, great. We'll have to hang that in the classic factory. <laughs> Want me to hang it right now? Um, I mean, you could. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's, not... It is an incredible... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. Jerome's got a lot on his plate already, all right? We'll save it. Save it for after the show. Uh, and you should treat yourself... To the Athletics deal of the year, a dollar a month for 12 months. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's the best value, best value you'll see for incredible sports journalism. Take advantage of this special offer today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. I'm going to apologize in advance right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say a little. I sound like shit. I look even more like shit than normal. I am <laughs> extremely sick right now. Uh, I don't know, flu or cold or something going around. Bad bug, so... At some point, I'll be blowing my nose or coughing up some mucus. Uh. and Yeah, just power through, all right? It's like Lee's back with the nose blowing, not necessarily <laughs> I don't the have sickness. a cleanie, yeah. I, don't <laughs> a, I just got a bunch of a bunch of Kleenex right here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This episode yeah. brought to you by Kleenex. Yeah, there you go. Use promo code NODUNKS. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's rough, a good rough, deal. Rough. Anyways, that's a great deal. It doesn't get better than that. The deal, the, which 12, the Kleenex the, deal? No, oh. not $12 <laughs> for a year of it's The Athletic. It's incredible. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Set a reminder and cancel in 12 months. We don't care. There's probably going to be another good Black Friday deal then. You yeah. can resubscribe. It doesn't get better than $12 for a year of The Athletic. That's right. That's right. Dollar a month. Very, very cheap. Okay. We have uh, an action-packed Monday podcast here, as we always do. Our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Let's start with the winners. That just makes sense. And, Tass, why don't you get us started? Who's your big winner of the NBA weekend? Well, the Warriors jumped out at me, and I know a lot of people say, stop talking about the Warriors. It's a sub-500 team. Hey, you can't deny it. They had a great weekend. Friday morning, 
which I think is when the weekend starts. Is that right, Trey? Friday, <laughs> the morning weekend start on Friday. Uh, they had a meeting after their shoot around, and they said, uh, "Let's let's air it out. Let's let's." Address all these elephants in the room, as they said. Draymond <laughs> did most of the talking. What? <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, we don't play defense. And he, he spoke directly to Clay. You got to trust the game, my man. And don't shoot every single shot mm-hmm. that you can. Get get the ball around, move it back, move it around, and it'll get back to you. And uh, they watched film, and Clay said, yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> nice. I've been forcing it a little bit. And then versus the Knicks on Friday, he was a lot more patient. You can see it in the highlights. My man, Anthony Slater, Anthony, don't call me AC Slater on The Athletic, uh, wrote about it. Uh, it was uh, a nice performance from Clay. He felt he hit what felt like the dagger with a swish uh, a few minutes left against the Knicks on Friday. He was 8 of 16. First game all season, he's hit 50% of his shots. Wow. And uh, Clay, after the game, said it just felt incredible to have an efficient night from the field. He also said that swish felt so good. He said uh, it was just an amazing to, to feel a swish go through. He also said Draymond is an incredible leader. So you can see the, the Draymond influence uh, coming through there. And he said that all while folding a paper airplane during his <laughs> post-game press conference. Classic Clay. So the Knicks had, had beaten the Jazz uh, and the Nuggets coming into that game. So, yeah, listen, it's a mediocre team the Warriors beat, but Clay felt better. And then on Sunday, it was the Clay show. Oh, yeah. So uh, it just rolled over from Friday. They went on the road where they had been winless. They had lost all eight of their games. It was a tight game late against the Rockets, which isn't a great sign, but the bench stunk again to uh, to bring the uh, the Rockets back. And they finished off an opponent finally on the road. They had lost a lot of games late. Orlando, other ones throughout. They just weren't able to finish off teams. And they are up three with a minute 30 left. And Clay hit a three that he knew was going in. He backpedaled. You know, Clay was just in that good mode. He knew it was going in. His 10th three, unfortunately, wasn't a swish. But anyways, it was his 10th three, giving him 41 points. 14 of 23 shooting, 10 of 13 from three. His three-point percentage went from 33.5 to 37.5. Wow, quite and, a bump. Yeah, quite a bump. Uh, and then the next possession, which was amazing, Steph Curry being defended by Eric Gordon really, really well in those throwbacks. Eric Gordon pushed him out beyond the three-point line, and Steph hit a fade three-bomb that looked just like a prayer. And you can see the Rockets bench, the assistant coaches, the players either throw a towel down <laughs> or just throw their bodies on a chair. Like, what are we doing here? That was his seventh three. So 17 combined from them. And then Wiggins hit six threes, which is the most between three players ever in an NBA game. I was kind of surprised so by 10, that. So 10 from Clay, yeah, seven from Curry, and then six from yeah, Wiggins. That's a lot of threes. 23 yeah. through three players. Yeah. And I, the record is 29 overall, so... You know, for an entire team throw the Jeez. game, so it sort of makes sense. Yeah. Thanks to Anthony Slater for that stat. The Warriors now eight and nine, so still sub five hundred, but feeling better in terms of Clay. The defense has to be better. Mm-hmm. That's still slacking. There's no doubt. Steve Kerr said that they're a Drew League team in terms of defense. He was asked about Wiggins hitting six threes. Oh, that was good. He said, "No, nah, he's got to get better defensively." So they still have some things to work out. Back to back against the Pelicans on Monday. Oh, but a good sign for Clay. Yeah, I, he he has been struggling, and uh, yeah, Clay feeling right is important to this team, obviously. Yep. Any thoughts on the Warriors there? Clay sort of breakout this weekend. Twenty-two for thirty-nine on the weekend. So maybe Draymond told them don't take every single shot, but if you do, you might as well make it. Good <laughs> stuff from Clay, and he was getting the ball in a lot more standard Clay Thompson sort of positions. Not as much dribbling, not as much forcing, much more in the flow of the offense, I thought, but still a ton of turnovers in this game against the Rockets, and they had to get 23 threes from Steph, Clay, and Wiggins to beat a team that's the worst in the Western Conference right now. So you still got to be a little bit nervous if you are the Warriors, but at the very least, they seem to be on the right track with Clay, and if Clay and Steph are hitting, you're in every single game. The problem is that they still gave up like a 13-0 run with their bench in the second quarter, but... Eventually, Steve Kerr just decided not to play the guys that played in the first half, which was smart. So, more Draymond on the court seems to translate to a little bit better defense. No surprise. 
great wins for the Warriors here. Yeah, it's one step at a time maybe for Kerr and the Warriors. Get Clay unlocked, then really improve the defense, and then maybe figure out these rotations here and yep. get something from the bench. All right, let's keep it moving. TK, what do you got for winner of the weekend? Complicated winner of the weekend here. Okay, go on. The boys went down to the Fortress Saturday night for Raptors-Hawks. Might have seen the game of the weekend, to be quite honest. Back and forth game all night, 10 ties, 10 lead changes. Neither team was up more than nine the entire night, but let's fast forward to the end of regulation. Tie game, 10 seconds left. Raptors ball. OG Ananobi gets the ball in uh, off the inbounds play. He eventually gets into a dribble package here, and he's going to work his way to the left side of the court where he ends up taking uh, a tough step back jumper. OG kind of had it going a little bit this night, and... Not a terrible shot here to get off. He gets the ball off, too, with, what, three seconds? couple seconds left on the, uh, on the clock. clock. Yeah. Scotty Barnes, offensive rebound, misses a layup. Another offensive rebound, misses the tip. It trickles out. OT. Ugh. The boys were simply distraught. Shades of Jonas Valanciunas all over <laughs> again. Oh, my buddy Grish is shocked. Tass is shocked. My buddy Grish roll. is still there. He told me at this very moment the Hawks are going to win. Yeah. So I was feeling good he for the did. Raptors in that for moment. Sure. Yeah. I can't believe Scotty missed that first layup. Oh, the first layup is tough. And yeah. then the one that's like bounces on both sides of the rim. Tough stuff. In overtime, though, it became the A.J. Griffin game. Eight points, four or five from the field, two huge offensive rebounds. But most importantly, after OG Ananobi made two free throws to tie things up with 3.8 seconds left, the Hawks inbound the ball. What a play. To DeJounte Murray. Who hooks up Trey Young right away, like a hook and ladder kind of play? Yeah. Bryce Drew all over again. A half court alley oop to AJ Griffin, wide open underneath the hoop, lays it in under <laughs> at the buzzer, and it's pandemonium at the mm. fortress. <laughs> Tass Mellis left home alone by his parents over the Christmas holiday. Unfortunately, I had to salute it. Uh, I'd be it's a hell of a play. Honestly, that was an awesome play. After having no timeouts as well, because yeah. it came after a make, so you know during the timeout, Nate McMillan saying if he makes this, we've got something locked down here. They went and they ran it. It worked perfectly. It seemed like the Raptors were kind of caught by surprise that they had such a play ready. Yep, and you can tell because AJ Griffin just wide open under the underneath the hoop all by himself. Just a delicious twist that his dad is an assistant coach for the Raptors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, was he happy? Was he sad? Oh, he was mm -hmm. pumped. He said he finally beat his dad. I meant, I meant his dad. Uh, yeah. Oh, his dad. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course AJ's conflicted. happy. Conflicted. That was the best game of his career. Yeah, conflicted, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably on one hand, he's like, damn, our team lost. But, yeah, that's my son. I bet he's 100% happy. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, they were going to him on the Hawks broadcast. I was looking at my phone during the game, looking at <laughs> a bucket scored by AJ shot of adrian griffin adrian griffin just, he was holding back the smile he wanted to give oh, you yeah. he was oh, yeah. so pumped right in front of him as well yeah. literally right in front of him in the in the second half and overtime yeah that was his game he was he was balling he's you know he's not the most athletic dude but he still has a dribble package and he's gonna get even better and better and better and he's part of this rotation he ain't going anywhere he's just good yeah it's nice to see nate mcmillan playing him uh you know and that's why you draft like sometimes you just draft on pure talent and then get them some reps, and he's uh, delivering right now. Yeah. That was an incredible play at the end. Because usually in those situations, it's like, get the ball to Trey, or get it to your superstar, let him dribble, and fire one up from half court-ish. You know, that, I thought that's we what he that was going to do. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that would have been a smart play to just get Trey Young a pretty open look from yeah. three-point from 35 feet. Uh, it's a tie game at that point. You're probably happy taking your chances there. We'll see if we can win it in double OT. But no, finding Griffin underneath with enough time to get the ball up to the rim, pretty sweet. Yeah, who was the uh, the button hook that got the ball first initially? Murray, yeah. Murray, yeah. yeah. So then a, a quick handoff to Trey, who's sprinting. And now it's a, a decision for OG Ananobi. Do I stay back with A.J. Griffin, who was basically in front of the Raptors bench, just came out of freaking nowhere. I didn't even know I didn't even know he was existed. I didn't know he was there. He was just sort of on the, on the <laughs> sideline like a Jose Alvarado offensive play, just kind of waiting there. And then an Obi went after uh, Trey. They should have ended it a lot earlier. I know they kept – OG had a good game. Uh, and, and they kept going to OG over and over and over again. Uh, I want a little more Fred playmaking at the end. Fred was just an off-the-ball hanging out in the corner. This dude who's been doing it forever was just sitting there. And to me, it sort of felt like, okay, you're giving OG the reps to just – help him out later in his career almost it felt like you know later on in the season at the very least later on in the playoffs uh but it was you know sort of worth it because that didn't feel like a regular season game no. at all uh you could see trey young looking up at his uh the six-man crew there at the end of the game uh he was 
feeling it for a regular season game. Yeah, the vibes were great, and yeah, definitely the game of the the night, the game of the weekend. I felt great because I didn't really uh, on a Saturday night. I want to catch up on every single game, but that was easily. Uh, the game of, mm. of the weekend. 6 so. p.m. start here, too. Which was Kids nice. night. Kids <laughs> night. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you had a lot of Atlanta sports this weekend. You went to the to the Falcons game the next day, is that right? I'm a guy that likes sports. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. I consumed a, consumed a Raptors loss and then consumed a Bears loss. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was taking L's all weekend. Oh. It was good stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll get yep. to your Chicago Bulls, too. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. They're leading the second block. You can tell where they're showing up. Yeah. Um, let me give a winner of the weekend to the Sacramento Kings. Oh, Light baby. the beam, baby. Just keep it lit. Uh, they beat the Pistons there on Sunday, 137 to 129. Extended their win streak to six games, which they haven't done since, like, 05, 06. Like, it's so it's far back that Brad. they've had a win streak like this. Now, they're playing the Pistons. Okay, you know, this is one of the worst teams in the league. There's no Kate Cunningham for them. But Sacramento closed the game on a 15-5 to run. Their whole, like, uh, way they tackle games this year is just, like, we are going to score. They are a Drew League game for the most part. It's, like, tons of scoring, and then we're going to play a little defense for, like, three minutes and see if we can pull it out. And they've won so many games like this. Fox was huge in the fourth quarter. He had ten points, hit two big free throws late. And Sabonis, I thought, was making play after play on both ends of the floor. Offensive rebounds and then defensively. He finished with 15 points, 13 boards, seven assists. He was getting beat up in this game, too. He was cut all over the place. His arm got cut. They had to stop the game to get that under control. He got cut behind his ear. He got <laughs> clocked upside the head. Uh, but this guy just kept fighting, especially with those boards late, uh, to pull out the victory. And this place, Sacramento, I mean, chanting light the beam. <laughs> and, and I want Kings fans, I know there are people out there going, what are you doing celebrating this win over the Pistons? You just go a six-game win streak. Oh, who cares? You're basically 500. <laughs> who cares? D- your, ignore your, the haters, Kings your fans. Your sick voice is even deeper. Than, <laughs> ignore uh, the haters. For that celebrate impression. this. This is a feel-good story in the NBA right now. And this team, after losing their first four, have won eight of their last ten here. And again, they're not doing it defensively. It's all offense, except for a couple little couple minutes where they sort of lock down. At least in this one, and uh, it's 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 fun to watch. And I love having Sacramento with just an entertaining. Fan base. I mean, they've always been for the, there for this team, despite being garbage for 16 years. And so let them uh, let them celebrate a little win streak. Why not? And this light the beam thing is fun. It's like sort of, it's weird, but it's sort of come about organically where people have at least uh, like latched onto it. So they should have started lighting this beam a decade I ago. I guess so. I the guess beam so. is the key. It gets everybody on the same page. Everybody wants to see that beam. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. I look at pictures of the Sacramento skyline now. Yeah. It's weird to me. Uh, but, yeah, that was an incredible win. A win-win trade, you have to say. Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis. Halliburton's balling for the Pacers. And it feels like the Kings don't miss him at all right yeah. now. Especially considering, you know, they've got their own good rookie again this year. Uh, and Keegan Murray. Fox has certainly leveled up. And Kevin Herter has played incredibly oh, well. He's another too. guy who got hit in the face a ton of times last night. He got called for a foul for hitting a guy with his face, yeah. which was very weird. Weird. Also, Malik Monk got ejected from this game for accidentally flexing into yeah. somebody. I guess he had a technical foul previously. Certainly a taunt, so he got tossed, but he's been playing really well, too. Uh, the Kings are one of the best things going right now. Absolutely, and their fans were real, real loud, regardless of whether they should be celebrating a six-game win streak. They were just great fans in that building, and as you said, keep the beam lit. Do we know when it's delit? When know. do they turn that yeah, thing I'm not off sure. after a win? How long like does it stay on? 3 a.m. or something, maybe. Automatic that timer? <laughs> yeah, it's a good call. Like Probably a have an automatic timer. Yeah. I, I like it, though, that it came about while they got hot this season, while they're playing above 500 basketball rather than, you know, 09 or 010 or 11, because they could have just been a, a laugher. Uh, they, they could have been laughed at because of it. I think it's the first time they've had a six-game win streak in 1,400 games or something yeah, to that effect. Yeah, it's so long. It's very long. Bibby and Brad and, and all those dudes. But uh, great for them. Yeah, obviously, they can celebrate. Now, yeah, the, the win streak may be kind of masking some of the deficiencies, yep. right? But that's – who cares? Who cares right now? The schedule's about to get tough. Their next four games, first three of them are on the road. They got the Grizzlies – the Hawks, the Celtics, and the Suns. So I don't think the streak is going to continue to uh, 10 games, <laughs> but, you know, can they play 500 ball over those four, te- four games? We'll see. De'Aaron Fox, too, just to show him some love. Of 15 qualified players averaging at least 25 points per game this season, he's averaging 25.4, he owns the highest field goal percentage in that group. 
at 55.8%, which is, he, like you put it, that was a great way to put it, Trey, leveling up. Uh, that is what he's done here, and he's actually getting at it on the defensive end, too, which they keep talking about. Um, so you're seeing that from your leader. And Sabonis got some uh, Vladi Divac, like, uh, sort of at the top operating out of him. He's not smoking the cigarettes, unfortunately. I don't think so, at mm-hmm. least. But, uh, um, you know, they go to him, and he's such a playmaker for a big guy. Uh, I, I like the comparisons there. So the Kings, a winner of the weekend. But let's get to Laddergate. <laughs> Come on, baby. A winner of the weekend instead of a loser of the weekend. Oh, that was I, I think so. I think undoubtedly a winner of the weekend. Hilarious drama in Philly on Friday night. Bucks, Philly, after the game, I think there are clearly three winners with this Laddergate drama. <laughs> okay. okay. So just to paint the picture here, the 76ers won. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks in Philly. Yanni struggled at the line. Bad night at the line. Four of 15. So naturally, the guy puts in his work. He goes back onto the court to shoot some free throws. He starts missing his free throws, as a matter of fact, while he's practicing. And Montrez Harrell, the Philadelphia 76ers, also wants to go get some work in. So he comes on the floor. He sees Giannis shooting on the floor. He says, no, sir, not in Philadelphia. He grabs the ball after he shoots a free throw and won't give it back. And Giannis just standing at the free throw line saying, what are we doing here? Is this grade school all over again? He goes, he, uh, Yanni said post game that he asked Harold, Hey, you want to shoot with me? You want to shoot? Let's shoot some free throws. Montrez Harold said, this ain't Milwaukee. Get out of here. So, so to me, Montrez Harold is a winner. I know he's acting a little petulant. Sure. Yeah. But he's become a, a fan for life. With the Philadelphia 76ers. Right, right, right. You have to do that. You just have to. That's sports. We're all children here. They're playing in jammies. We're cheering for <laughs> people playing in jammies. It's, it's fine. Anyway, okay. so Giannis doesn't have a ball anymore, so he's screwed. So he goes to the back. He gets two balls. He goes <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite yeah. detail of the whole thing. Two balls. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> gets two, so if somebody takes one, he's good. Anyways, uh, so he's shooting on a rim. Or he, sorry, he goes towards a rim, and then... Uh, the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, the, the staff there is has to, ha- has to <laughs> fix something on top of the, the backboard. Apparently, they take down video equipment every single game. Sure. So they're up there doing their thing. Or they're trying to get up there to do their thing. Yanis yells at them and says, hey, can you get out of the way? Right. Can I got to hit my free throws. Yeah. And they, they, they he moves it slightly. Not a lot. Just to get it out of the way, he goes back towards the free throw line. They move it right back. <laughs> right in the way, and he gets right back there and pushes it over. And so, Yanis, a winner, absolutely, <laughs> because there's probably somebody who's written a 4,000-word article about Yanis's work ethic, right? It's, right. it's Kobe-like. <laughs> yeah. This guy will not stop. But also a winner, I think the Philadelphia 76ers employees there, the staff, the technical crew for, again, doing what Philly fans should do. I assume they're fans of the team. They should not let Yanis Tetkupo. I'm not. I'm. I tried to do the investigative work as to whether or not they had actually completed their work and just put the ladder in there. But either way, even if they had to do the work, if they hadn't do the work, if they still, if they had done the work and just put the ladder there, huge winners. Philly fans gotta love them. And if not, they're just trying to do their work. Uh, so I think they're a winner. I think Yanis is a winner. I think Montrez Harrell is a winner. Yanis, I, I think, didn't get to shoot. Um. After that, and he also brought out his bro, Thanasi Atetokounmpo. <laughs> yep. He wanted to go out. Thanasi came out there to talk to Montrez because he's a bit of Giannis's bodyguard to some degree. And sure. They had a chat. Nothing nothing uh, came of it. But uh, uh, listen, Giannis is struggling. Not only 4-15 that night, but 4 of 11 the previous yeah. night. So the athletic was all over that story. So I woke up Saturday morning enjoying that. So this is a reason enjoy. why you love the NBA. It's I like mean, a great... Like only in the NBA could this be a story. Uh, I feel I like. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I you what would what would Giannis expect though going onto the opposing team's floor to shoot free throws? Well, this happens all the yeah. time. Is the thing like this isn't new? That it's not I, like oh my god, this guy's in our barn after the game shooting free throws. Apparently, yeah. you know, it happens all the time. Yeah. People go get work in. Yeah. Maybe because they didn't play like Montrezl Harrell a lot of minutes, or they want to work on something because they were struggling. And then Montrezl Harrell just like, no, not on my watch, man. Well, Montrez played some minutes. They had a good, uh, he had a good game. Um, but played like five minutes, I think. Yeah. Well, they had a good, he had a good, uh, yeah, I guess. Anyways, it was it was a good small lineup that he played with uh, big boy Paul Reed. But anyway, uh, yeah, he, they go up. But you're in Philly, so people are going to vice or voice their complaints. Well, thank God the ladder didn't hit anybody. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> yes, God. that's the winner. That here. would be very, very bad. 
like unintentionally. It's not like he was like knocking it over to try and hit somebody, but like he just tries to push it because he's pissed off. Like, why won't anybody let me shoot free throws? And then it like sort of gets caught, right, and then falls down. Doesn't hit anybody. It's a giant ass ladder. I guess it could have hurt. Um, so oh, thank yeah. God that didn't happen. I wish it was Embiid instead of Montrezl Harrell though, because we'd give new meaning to the MVP ladder. Which would be a lot of fun to me. But, uh, you know, Montrez Harrell's not going to be in the top five of the MVP race, I don't think. Uh, when yeah. do they play next? That's the real question. Because this is going to, like, spill over into that game, right? I suppose. Got to. Giannis is pissed. I guess Montrez Harrell's pissed. You know? Yeah, we'll see if he gets on the court. They play in Philly? Yeah. Giannis wasn't that mad. He's just like, hey, you want to well, you wanna shoot free throws with me, buddy? <laughs> he was mad after he came back. and they were Yes, playing, yeah, yes. Yeah, and they yeah. wouldn't let him shoot. And the, the fishy part is monstrous ladder to get up onto the backboard you know 13 14 feet high but when they were working on the other rim they pulled down the backboard like you can so it's like at five feet <laughs> yeah so fishy stuff why are they working on a, a 15 foot rim rather than a five foot rim what do you think of ladder gate uh i don't know <laughs> i mean like Giannis should be able to shoot free throws this was the biggest play that montrez harrell made that night they don't play again until March. We'll see if they oh, still remember. Not and it's it, and they're done playing in Philadelphia, unfortunately. Oh. So Montrez Harrell's going to get booed a lot, I do believe, when sure. they come to Milwaukee. Uh, but at least we got a little spice between these two teams. They, you know, they've been some of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. They've got two big guys, e- each of them, uh, that are going to go against each other at some point. That's cool to have a little bit of extra beef here. But uh, I think Giannis should have been allowed to shoot free throws. Do you think opposing <laughs> fans will start showing up with like ladders? Like little cutout ladders in the uh, in the crowd. I think the try Bucks, and get them the, rattled at the, the Bucks line. The should should uh, should pass out ladders for that game against Philly at least. Pass out ladders. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like like uh, hand ladders. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I love that idea. Let's hear from everybody. Are you Team Giannis? Are you Team Sixers? Uh, when it came to Laddergate there on Friday, or are you just loving it like Tassie mm-hmm. was? for a win of the weekend. Trey, let's keep it going. What do you got? Big weekend for the Utah Jazz. They lost three straight last week. I thought maybe the tide has turned on this team, but all contraire, mon frere. They beat the Suns and the Trailblazers back-to-back on Friday and Saturday, and both of those are really good wins. I'm giving him winner of the weekend more specifically for Friday night because Lowry Markinen also gets winner of the weekend for that game. Career-high 38 on Friday on 15 of 18 shooting. That includes a dagger turnaround jumper with about 40 seconds left, uh, rocking the purple mountain jerseys as well. He followed that up with 23-10 and 10 against Portland. It's hard to have a better weekend than the Jazz did this weekend. The Suns and the Blazers were both at the top of the Western Conference. They were both top 10 defenses, and the Jazz went out and put 134 points and 118 points respectively on them to move into first place in the Western Conference. At this point, it's almost impossible for them to tank because they have so many more wins than the worst teams in the NBA right now, like the Houston Rockets. Like, they're already 10 games clear at this point, so might as well just roll with it and see if you get one of these pick swaps or if any of these other first-round picks seem to hit because it's just too good for the Jazz right now. They seem like an early-season surprise. Maybe they tail off as the season goes on. But at the very least, they play really, really hard, and Will Hardy has figured out how to get the best out of Lowry Markkinen. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and they're halfway to their over-under win total, wow. uh, which was 24. They're at 12-6 and six and have had a, a real road-heavy schedule. Yeah, not fading. Larry Markkinen, not fading whatsoever at, at this point. Feeling good. Winner of the weekend to Anthony Davis. AD, 30 points, 18 boards. Interesting. As the Lakers beat the Spurs 123-92 on Sunday. They won their third straight game, the Lakers did, for the first time since the first week of January. Man, we're talking about all these streaks that haven't happened in a while. But AD is on one right now. 38-16, and 16, shooting 62.5% against the Nets three games ago. Followed that up with 37-18, and 18, shooting 60% from the floor against the Pistons. And then yesterday, like I said, 30-18, and 18, shooting 63% from the floor. He's leading the Lakers in points, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Um, look, these teams they beat taking advantage of a somewhat easy schedule. Like, the Nets are a super small team, so you want to see AD just destroy them. The Pistons, no beef stew. Okay, he, he, is, he destroyed them. And then no Yaka Pertl even for the Spurs there on Sunday, so he did his work. But this is what Lakers fans, this is what even LeBron, it sounded like, coming into the season, expected. Now, LeBron's not even playing in these games right now. But it was like, all right, AD, you are like the 30 and 15 type guy, and then I'm filling in around the gaps, and then we'll go from there. So... Austin Reeve played well on Sunday, hit a bunch of threes. He's got to continue to play. Westbrook is playing solid 
off the bench, uh, another 10 assists coming off the bench. He did uh, hurt his, um, I believe it was thumb, but I think the x-rays are negative. They got Thomas Bryant back, Dennis Schroeder back. Uh, LeBron will return at some point. So Lakers slowly getting it going here, but I just think that AD thing where it's like, oh, yeah, when AD plays like this, you're like, oh, yeah, he is maybe like a top 10 guy in the league. Um, but then, it, you know, he'll do it for a week, and then he'll unfortunately get injured or disappear in second half like he was early in the season, so hopefully he can continue to keep this up. But he was looking pretty dominant against subpar competition. Pretty bad competition. Yeah. All small front lines, all missing their best center, but that's what they, the Lakers need from Anthony Davis. He should be shooting inside way more often than he's shooting outside, and that's what you see in these past three games. He's taking far fewer jumpers. Maybe right. part of that is having Westbrook on the bench, not out there as much. No LeBron living in the lane as well. Yep. There's a lot more space for AD to operate. But he's taking advantage of it right now, and the Lakers just need to stack up some wins. So shout out to him, putting the team on his back a little bit here. Yeah, easy schedule coming up for the Lakers these next few games. This is when they have to get closer back to uh, closer to 500, as they sit at five and ten right now. Thomas Bryant coming back helps AD. He's a, a big man, sort of a journeyman uh, in the league, but uh, he can do some things as a backup big right now just two games into his uh lakers career will he end up starting beside anthony davis maybe to help him out on the boards because i know people see dwight howard in taiwan doing his thing and they're saying why can't dwight howard be doing this for the lakers well they have hope that thomas bryant can do some of that dennis Schroeder also coming back as yep. you mentioned a hilarious comment from kyle kuzma his former teammate uh with the lakers on dennis Schroeder's uh post on instagram saying save the season man uh, and Dennis Schroeder said, oh, you, you, you bad for that one there, Coos. Uh, but uh, th- those two guys are rotation players, and they desperately need them to, to help. But they got to win now. Yeah. Now, now, now. It's fi- they're 5-10. and 10. They have to get closer to 500. That being said, the Western Conference and the NBA, there's a lot of teams that are in that glut of 500 teams. So they can jump up the standings if they do win some games here. And get into the uh, play-in tournament picture. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break here on Monday's podcast. When we come back, we will get to losers of the NBA weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. Time to get to losers of the NBA weekend. We already teased it. In the A block, TK, your Chicago Bulls. Oh, just an absolute disaster class from the Bulls on Friday night. They stunk it up in the first half of their game against the Orlando Magic. I turned the game off at halftime to watch the crown. It was the (laughs) Charles and Camilla tampon gate episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was spicy stuff. I'm intrigued. Disgusting. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. yeah. You ever, Still you ever tell your you ever tell your wife you want to live inside her trousers? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I actually I told her twice, and she said ponder replay. <laughs> Nonetheless, I thought this was a garden variety Chicago Bulls dud. They've had a lot of them recently. Last Sunday, uh, they laid an egg against the Denver Nuggets. They had another bad one on Wednesday against the Pelicans. I thought that's what this was on Friday, but much to my surprise, the Bulls tied the game Mm -hmm. with a minute left, so I turned it back on, and I saw the Bulls take a four-point lead instantaneously off two huge Javante Green energy plays. The United Center was bumping. Our guy, John John, was in the crowd. He said it was lit, and then 20 seconds later, it was a disaster. After some free throws, cut the lead to two. The Bulls had the ball. Vooch goes to the line with 12 seconds left. Needs to make two to ice the game. One is acceptable. Yeah. There's an old Nordic saying we say in our household all the time. Yeah. What do free throws do? Win games. Yep. He missed both. 
Rebound to the Orlando Magic. Ball gets to Jalen Suggs. He hits I.O. with a step back three. Game blouses. A terrible loss for the Bulls. Just straight up. Even worse because it was against the Orlando Magic, who they had the Vucevic trade with. Right. We got Cole Anthony on Instagram talking trash. The guy didn't even play in this game. <laughs> Zach Levine went 1 of 14, got benched down the stretch. He was sniping at Billy Donovan after the game. Right. Bulls are down bad big time right now. They're on a losing streak. They've got seven of their next ten on the road against some good competition. This is kind of the crucial stretch of the season for Chicago right now. We talked about blowing the team up last week. I said no. I am no longer a hardliner on that one. Mm. I still think no tank. But if people are calling and saying, hey, I need those 14 points from Vooch, you got to hear him out. If somebody wants to maybe give you a first-round pick for DeMar DeRozan and his 40 points that he can get every single night, just see what they're offering, you know? Mm. Take some calls and stuff uh, because this was a a pretty bad and sad loss to the point where people who aren't Bulls fans are starting to ask what the problem is, and that's when you know you've become the problem in the NBA. Mm. Not good. It's great that you have uh, slightly altered your mind from, you know, blow this thing up to – potentially retool because i like that because even if you trade vooch the record's not getting any worse (laughs) (laughs) like they're six and ten right now vooch is 32 this is this is the best vooch you're gonna see ever in the nba this is the last vooch we're gonna see on the bulls i i think as well his contract comes to an end at the end of this season i can't imagine they'll be paying him a whole bunch so if somebody is interested i would i would take a a pick in the 20s maybe even the 30s uh, yeah, it sucks because they gave up two first-round picks for him. But sunk cost—that's the old—that's my Nordic saying: sunk cost theory. <laughs> Get just, just move on. Even if you traded two first-round picks and the return's not going to be anywhere close, could be a pick in the 30s. What are you going to do? Uh, move on and uh, at least retool because they do have a lot of their own draft picks. So hopefully they can straddle this line of trying to get better in the future rather than trying to do it now and then tear it down. Because right now, again, as we talked about last week, it was a great question uh, on Beach Steppen. Uh, part of the answer is you're not going to be able to deal with the young teams for years here in the Eastern Conference. The young and up-and-coming teams like the Cavs and the Hawks and the, the, even the Celtics and the Bucks, you're worse than those teams. Right. Uh, and it's it's a bad place to be with an old Vooch, an older DeRozan, who will be playing great for a long time, but yeah, I think some retooling is part of the uh, future here. And what do you think about the benching of Zach Levine, who had a stinker of a game, and then his comments after saying, like, I got to basically be out there. Uh, what did Bulls fan Trey Kirby think about all that? Well, I, don't, I mean, he was stinking it up, man. He yeah. was one for 14 on the night, and he's not giving it to you defensively, but I do agree with Zach Levine. He could probably make a free throw. So, you know, yeah. I don't mind having one of your better shooters on the court when you're playing a free throw game. Uh, but I did not, I don't mind seeing a coach questioning or a player questioning their coach, Billy Donovan right now, because I think he's got some questions certainly to answer. And if players are starting to put pressure on him now, uh, maybe that leads to some change eventually. Mm, He might be on the hottest seat. Billy Donovan. Probably one of them. He's on one of the hotter seats right now. They've lost what? Five of their last six. And like I said, they're going on a crazy trip right now. No, I lied to you. They've lost six of seven. And four straight. Vucevic is shooting 88% from the line this year. Not a lot of free throws, but wow. Yeah, because he always fades away from contact. He doesn't get fouled <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, not. A, but he's 76% shooter from uh, the free throw line for his career. I just wanted to check that. It's I knew he was missing solid. one when he went to the line. I'm yeah, like, he's going to miss fine. one of these for sure. And then he bricked both. Yeah, both is bad. Do yeah. you think after the game he went out and tried to shoot around, but uh, <laughs> Bulls, the Bulls staff wouldn't even let him shoot <laughs> <laughs> Ladders everywhere. Yeah, ladder match. Uh, all right, uh, Tass, who do you got for a loser of the weekend? Um, well, the Philadelphia 76ers, not so much for what happened on the floor, but looking long-term this season, what happened on the weekend, I think it's, it's a bad omen for their playoff chances. So what happened was they beat the Bucks on Friday, as we talked about in Laddergate there, but they lost Tyrese Maxey in the first half of what was probably his best game of the season. 23 points and five assists, and it wasn't even halftime, and he's going to be out a month with a foot injury. They already lost their starting guard, James Harden, as well. He'll, he's going to be out for the next couple weeks. Also a foot injury, and he's got to get back in shape. So how right. long is it going to take for them to get their starting backcourt back? That just means more work for Joel Embiid. And this dude, 
as we say in sports, has been a workhorse. Since he got back uh, from injury, his usage rate was 42% going into their second game of the weekend against Minnesota. That number is ridiculous. It would lead the league. It would lead the history books. That is just so much, the most that anybody has ever done. Uh, So I think that's going to be even more. Now, they, they came back and fought. Against Minnesota, they're down 20 without Harden and Maxi without Maxi for the the first time, and they made it close against Minnesota on Saturday night. But they ended up losing. Now they're eight and eight, and beat an MVP candidate. We saw him drop 59 <laughs> a, a mere you know week ago. Uh, but now you're going to ask a lot of a guy physically to carry a team in a regular season throughout this next six weeks. As you're again 500 team, you, you got to try and get better, and then to do it in the playoffs when that has been. A question mark. So I just worry about the long-term viability of this team. Can you really? Is it scientific to, for me to say that maybe they can p- turn it around? No, I I don't know. It's just more of a feel thing. But cohesion is also an issue with this team because they can't practice. They had four straight days off last week, and no Harden in there. And guys like Tobias Harris is now out with a hip issue. Cork Miles was out. Uh, even Hardy, uh, Hardy, um, uh, to, uh, Maxi, and uh, D'Anthony Melton couldn't practice during those days. So the cohesion of a, a new squad is a bad omen. And uh, it's just one of those things. Like, when are they going to get it around? In 2023, or when are they going to get it together? I should say maybe in 2023. But like that's that's a while from now. Maybe they could be the Celtics. Uh, but somebody has to take some pressure off. Uh, Joel Embiid, and that's not going to happen for a while. So I think it's a bad omen looking forward, even though they had a one and one weekend. But they're right. just eight and eight. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of teams right now in the NBA that are like missing a whole lot of guys, and I will go with with another one for loser of the weekend, the Miami Heat, sort of in a similar uh, boat there as the Sixers. Now Friday night, Kyle Lowry and six of his friends, they nearly went into Washington and got the win. Uh, they lost in overtime, just came up short. Did you see the score in overtime of that Washington Miami game? Good old three to two, <laughs> classic <laughs> overtime basketball. Um, but Miami had just seven healthy players. They were forced to dress Gabe Vincent, who was out with a knee injury. But you have to like meet that NBA requirement to have eight players in uniform. So he's dressed, but he can't play. Lowry played over fifty minutes. Thirty-six year old Kyle Lowry played over fifty minutes. Uh, had a triple double. Played a really good game on that Friday night. But they came up short because they just didn't have enough bodies. And then Sunday, okay, they get Bam back. But they just got steamrolled by the Cavs, 113-87. to So no Butler still, no hero. Uh, Duncan Robinson has a weird injury where I think his finger got caught like in a jersey in practice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cleveland went on a 21-2 to run in the second quarter. They opened up a 19-point lead, pushed that advantage to 31 in the second half, and it was over. And the Heat are 11th in the Eastern Conference right now. And a lot of, like, they're missing all their guys, I just said. Like, they're main guys. But, you know, there's, there, what, seven wins here, sort of like, Similar to the Sixers here, where it's like just missing these guys, you don't get the chance to actually grow as a team. Um, so a rough weekend for the Miami Heat here, in in a in a conference where a couple other teams were picking up wins and separating themselves a little bit. It's interesting that they had to dress an eighth guy and had to play because a couple of years ago, yeah, remember during the COVID era, if you had seven guys, you forfeit. Yeah, what? Play another day. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess the reason That's is. True. You could be making up excuses like, yeah. and just say, nah, we don't want to play tonight. All our guys are injured. But it's interesting that I know in the COVID times you, you couldn't suit up a guy but because of COVID. But, you know, maybe you could just shove him down in the in the hallway and say he's dressed, you know. like So it's it's an interesting way about going, going about things. But you mentioned that the Wizards get that when they win two games this weekend. Yep. The Pacers get uh, two wins as well this weekend. I think <laughs> – the, so those two teams are fifth and sixth in the Eastern Conference right now, the Pacers and the Wizards. The Pacers could have been a loser because Aaron Neesmith, he got the postgame interview on Friday. Everybody excited, dumping water on Aaron Neesmith, and he slips on the oh, water. No. Could have been a big groin injury big right there. Yeah. But he stood up, and he was okay. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> got to be careful That's what you're saying. Yeah. Too much got... water. Put towels down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's not hadn't had a lot of post game interview experience just because don't you don't move. move. Yeah, <laughs> don't try it's like to ice move. out there. Yeah, just don't move. Uh, let's do a little injury roundup. You already said the Tyrese Maxey one missing approximately three to four weeks with a foot injury, but we also had Grizzlies John Morant. He's week to week with a grade one left ankle sprain. Damian Lillard he's going to be sidelined once again for one to two weeks with a new calf strain. 
And then we had jazz guard Mike Conley Jr. Uh, avoiding major knee injury, but he's going to miss at least two weeks. Four guards here. Sort of a tough question to answer, but Trey, which one of those is the most concerning to you of John Morant, Lillard, Mike Conley, or Tyrese Maxey? I think it's John Morant. Um, just because his concern kind of like builds on other concerns with the Grizzlies, with Desmond Bain already out, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. is returning from injury, so he's kind of a halftime player right now, and the Grizzlies are struggling, honestly, already. They've lost three of their last four, and they're terrible in fourth quarters right now. Uh, Keith Parrish at Fast Break Breakfast mentioned that in their last five games, the Grizzlies are last in points, three-pointers made, and every single shooting percentage. And that's been mostly with John Moran out there. He missed uh, their last game. But uh, if he's not going to be out there for fourth quarters, if they don't have Desmond Bain out there for fourth quarters, it's going to be pretty tough on offense uh, for Memphis. Also, their bench just isn't as good as it was last season. They were awesome when John missed time last year. I think 21-4, and four, something mm-hmm. along those yeah. lines. But Kyle Anderson's gone. DeAnthony Melton's gone. Now they're playing a ton of rookies and guys who were kind of on the outskirts of the rotation last year. They haven't been as good as the vets were uh, in the 2022 season. So if John misses a lot of time here, it could be tough stuff, I think, for for Memphis. Yeah, and Desmond Bain's got a toe injury, so he's not going to rush back from that. He's got like a week to two weeks at least for him to come back, Yeah, along with Jaron Jackson Jr. It's piling up there. Yeah. I feel like the Damian Lillard one, even though the reports are from Chris Haynes that it's not the same part of his calf. Yeah. Same calf, but not the same part. The soulless muscle. The what? I had to look that baby up. I wasn't familiar with the soulless muscle, but apparently it shouldn't be anything to worry about, but it seems like a recurring injury, same part of his body. So even though the uh, the Blazers will be fine in terms of picking it up with all their dudes, it's still a slight worry because it's – Again, a, a similar stiffness in his right calf. So mm-hmm. I'm just just a little worried about Dame coming back and being fresh. I think to, to answer the question I asked you guys, because you already talked about it, but the Sixers here with Maxi. This this is like the longest of all of these injuries in theory, missing up to a month, and they already have Harden out, and you went through all these other guys on their roster that are not in the lineup. Like it's going to be Shake Milton time here, baby. Um, can he come through? He had a really good game on Friday. He had 15 points and six assists, but he's going to get an opportunity here. Um, uh, feeding the ball to Joel Embiid and just seeing if he can carry them to some of these victories. But, man, they are banged up because Dybul and Melton, they're playing, they're suiting up, but they're not even, like, practicing. Um, so just everybody right now is banged up or has the flu like I do. And so, the, the, the yep, con- a lot of people missing time. Yeah, and the Conley injury, I think, is a worry just because when you've got a team like the, the Jazz who rely on so many guys to be very good, and then you take one of those guys right. out, and they were able to win against the Blazers. I, I, but Conley, number one, older. Uh, also, uh, it's a couple weeks, could be longer than that. He just made everything go. Even though he's the fifth name we talk about when we talk about the Utah Jazz this season, he makes every single play for them. Everything does go through him, even though Clarkson's their other guard. So I'm worried about a Clarkson-led team doing what they've been doing. So that, that is a worry. The other crazy thing from this weekend, and we wit- we witnessed it down at the Fortress, and then it happened basically again in the Mavericks-Nuggets game, was this idea of like playing the end of the second quarter at the start of the third quarter a couple times. We saw it in Atlanta. Yeah. It was like .3 seconds. Nothing. Nothing really yeah. happened. But it was like this thing where like, well, technically we got .3 seconds. All right, let's just do it. Okay, here. It was like, wow, we don't see this very often. And then last night, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, I and saw it, it. And it was pretty instrumental because who was it? Uh, Chanchar or whatever? Yeah. Hit like a 60-foot bomb, and they ended up winning by one. So, like, they redid. What happened was Luka hit a three at the end of the second quarter. They eventually looked at it. And they're like, oh, we think he was out of bounds. Okay, well, then we got to play the final three seconds. Denver ball. And so they did this at the start of the third quarter again, or, like, I mean, the end of the second quarter, but the start of the second half. And he hits the three. Apparently. And it ends up mat- mattering in the final score, at least. Yeah, because they win. Yeah. A fellow Slovenian, Vlatko Chanchar. Apparently, I, I heard Keith Bear say this on the Daily Dime, that's the play they run for Chanchar. He is their... Uh, oh, he is their, he's their Chris Bosch from deep? Their, yeah, for, he is their 50 to 70 foot specialist. <laughs> that's, who, that's who shoots their shots. And so, yeah, I saw that tweet coming through. You never see this, them playing at the beginning of the third quarter? I was about to say... Ha! We saw that. We just saw that. I know. But it was it was a little different. They came back. In our game, 
there was half a second. They just inbounded it, and the fake buzzer went yeah. uh, for, for yeah. the second quarter. This time they ran a play, and dude hits a three-point shot. <laughs> yeah, because in the Saturday game, the Hawks just left the floor. The Raptors were hanging around, if you remember, before they went into the locker room. Then they finally were like, all right, I guess we'll... It was like a tip at the end of half or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That... It's Left really weird. Two seconds on, yeah. <laughs> it's very strange that it happened. Oh, did you charge that one to the game? Yeah. Point two seconds is fine. Yeah. I mean, two seconds, something that can obviously happen. The career highlight of Vlako Chanchar. Oh, what a, what a name. Vlako Chanchar is actually Slovenian for John Conchar. <laughs> well done. Uh, all right, those are our winners and losers in the NBA weekend. Look, we left a lot out there on the table. So you tell us in the stream team or listening later, tweet at us at NoDunksInc or leave it in the YouTube comments. Who are your big winners and losers of the NBA weekend? we got to take one more break. When we come back, pick them results and tweet of the night. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Diti, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, pick them results from Friday night. Uh, we had the Thunder Grizzlies game. Memphis was uh, favorited in this by six and a half points. Tass took the Grizz, and they covered for you. Thunder kept it close, but pulled away in the end, so that's a loss for Trey and I. I'm 9-4. and four. Trey's 6-7. and seven. You're 4-9 and nine here in the month of November, and here's tonight's game, Tass. Big line. The Bucks are favored by 8.5 points. At home to the Portland Trailblazers, who will be without Damian Lillard? Hence the monstrous line. Skeets and I still think the Bucks can cover. Win by nine or more. Trey, you got the Blazers to lose by eight or less or come out with the victory. Why do why you like the Blazers in this one, Trey? Dwayne's in town. Uh-huh. He's a Bucks fan. Okay. I can't be pulling for the Bucks while he's in town. Are you kidding me? This is your father-in-law. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm going, I'm going Portland here. I'm hoping it's a guys being dudes kind of win. You know? Yep. No dame, so everybody else has got to step up and keep it within eight, eight points. Eight Eastern start. Dwayne will not be sleeping until at least halftime, probably. <laughs> or is he, is he a late night? Second, late quor- second quarter, Dwayne will tell me he's going to bed. Okay. But then fourth quarter, he'll wake up. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> go pee. Gotta go <laughs> yeah, pee. I'll be down there watching anyway. So he'll just he'll just come out every every eight to twelve minutes. How are we doing out here? <laughs> All right, I'm going to bed. All right. Didn't you go to bed? <laughs> Ten times. Forty-five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I heard the game. I heard the game. <laughs> Oh, what's going on out here? 
Can you take a video of every time he comes out tonight? That'd be a yeah, great montage. Absolutely, I will. A, I definitely will. Is there uh, some Dwayne the Bladder jokes going on? Dwayne, Dwayne the Bladder, like drain the bladder, but his name's Dwayne. <laughs> oh, I thought you were making a ladder gate joke, too. No, no, ladder no. Knock, knock, who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the Bladder, I'm drowning. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try that. Try that. I'll also videotape myself saying that to him. Hey, you gotta go Dwayne the Bladder? <laughs> I, I'm taking uh, the Bucks in this big line because Giannis is gonna be pissed tonight. Yeah, that's why I he's, took the Bucks. Man, he's gonna take it out on the poor Blazers. Mm-hmm. This Montrez Harrell and Laddergate situation, man. Mm-hmm. He's gonna put somebody on a poster tonight. Angry, angry Giannis, I think. That's why I'm going. If he has a ladder celebration, I don't know what that could be like. Climb the ladder? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Dwayne actually bought us our ladder at our house. <laughs> you think we should do wow. something? You got a good ladder? <laughs> I actually got my ladder's too good. Really? Yeah, I like the what old do you ladder have? we had. I don't know. It gets too tall. It's like I don't know. I got the uh, I got the gorilla, <laughs> the one yeah, that yeah, pulled everywhere. I loved it. I had Fantastic. the gorilla. I had the gorilla one day. Dwayne shows up. He's like, "I'm taking your gorilla. I, I'm leaving you this ladder." So now I got a too good ladder. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, folds, it folds one too many times for me. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't like how tall it gets. It scares me. Yeah, you can get up there. Uh, I got on a ladder this weekend, and yeah, uh, I was by a beam in my house. I almost took out a lighter to, air quotes, light the beam. Uh, for, uh, but I thought, wow. What were you doing up there, dusting or changing the light? Changing a lighting fixture. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hate changing lighting fixtures. <laughs> you got you got That's some high work. ceilings, man. Yeah. That is work. I was sweating. Turned off the heat in the house. I was sweating up there. Hot air rises. <laughs> Does indeed. Uh, all right, learning so much. Let's get to tweet uh, of me. the night. Let's do it. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet. Uh, yeah, tweet of the night. Can I just say, Jerome, you're killing it, man. Absolutely. Thumbs up from me over here. <laughs> um, but our tweet of the night is from at CJ Zero. Just a simple tweet that made me chuckle. Okay, it's got a photo. And the tweet says, Chris Finch looks like a guy talking to a homeowner about a roofing quote. <laughs> and that's spot on. Yeah. It's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, well, it's going to cost you, oh, geez, i got to get up there and take a look at it. It's got the arms crossed. <laughs> He's got you know. a ladder. He's, per- He's definitely got a ladder. <laughs> There's some great comments uh, underneath this, too. Somebody said, but you got to ask yourself, how is that system going to perform over time? Uh, he looks like somebody said he gets his snacks at Menards. <laughs> and then somebody said that's Johnny Lawrence if you want to throw it back up uh, there Jerome it's got a I guess a comparison to Johnny Lawrence he does have a, <laughs> a little bit a little bit of a resemblance to him yeah. yeah I also was reminded didn't we have a cold open where somebody was like dressing their dog up as like the standard white guy during fall that involved putting on a oh. flannel overneath a hoodie and some jeans yeah 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 that's what he's wearing. Yeah, <laughs> that was the, if that basically uh, Chris Finch was dressed like my dad at his most dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big event. sort of like what you're wearing, basically. I mean, if you had not the, dissimilar. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's very dressed up for for Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, the flannel look, arms crossed. Now he is the roofer in this situation. Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. He's talking to the homeowner. Yeah, every roofer in those commercials has their arms crossed. <laughs> See? Right? See, it's totally no true. nonsense. Yeah. Got to figure out the quote. It's got to get it's up there. It's a defensive position, though. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah, yeah. You yeah. Don't you want to be a little more open? Like, hey, I could. I'm gonna do good things for you. Yeah, but I want my roof closed. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, let's call it there. Oh, my God, I gotta go home, it. go to bed. Call it. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. In theory, I'll be here with you guys uh, live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Jerome, great job, man. Let's give it up for Jerome. Yeah. Well done. Leave some applause in the stream team already. Yeah, put a thumbs up, put a little clap emoji for Jerome. Uh, learning the ropes from the master GD. Wow, we're gonna have two GDs. The power of that. Mm. Oh my God, think about what we can do with that. Jerome has to change his last name to Doyle. Yeah. Yeah, JD. JD, JD. <laughs> Sorry, you are yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's fair. Jerome Doyle. Sorry, Jerome. Jerome, Jerome and Jason Doyle. Yeah. Jerome Dang now, maybe. We'll go yeah, with. When you said two JDs, I'm like, I didn't think his last name started with a D. <laughs> it's close. Very close. I think we got JC and JD. That works, yeah. too. Uh, all right, guys. So send in your questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We might hit the beach tomorrow, but we'll be back here in the Classic Factory. Make sure you check out the No Breaks Formula One season wrap-up and the guys having a good old laugh about this 
nude yeah. art. This classy nude art, I guess. I, I should have hung this in Dwayne's room while I was here <laughs> for the week. Wow, your poor father-in-law is going to be going through it here. That's one, of my, that's one of the best things about having a father-in-law. Messing with your father. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking yeah. trash. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, so go check that out. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, we know who the best JD is, but who's the best JC that you know? Wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> Jason Concepcion's pretty good. Great, great answers. <laughs> but, really great But Jerome's answers. the man right now. Jose yeah. Calderon? Pull. JC Chazé, a little cheating there. <laughs> uh, well done, everybody. <laughs> Embrace the day, people.